welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org. Phil is going to come and speak. Oh, good morning. Welcome back. And um, it's good to be together again, isn't it? Good. Some yeses, some perhaps not so sure. But uh, it really is. It's great to be here. Looking forward to a great year? Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good to work this crowd, haven't you? Well, I had a sense. I, I've titled this talk, Same Old, Same Old. Because I went back to work this week. And um, Tuesday, it's kind of a bit of a shock having had a week off. And you get up and it's cold, it's miserable, and it's not great. And you get to work and kind of things don't go quite right. So this week I trapped my thumb in the, opening the security gate at work. And uh, you just think, oh, everything kind of went wrong this week. I'd got, I need some new tyres on my car, went to get my tyres changed. And I couldn't do that because when I bought the car, they'd put the wrong alloy wheel nut key in the car. So I couldn't get my tyres. Just things go wrong. You think just same old, same old sometimes. It kind of feels like that. And it kind of gets to you a little bit if you're not careful. But actually... I want to encourage us this morning, because I believe God is saying it's not going to be same old, same old. We've been on this new day, this new journey for a couple of years now, and there's still more yet for us to go for. There's still more yet happening. And I've noticed on the adverts of the last few days, there's been a number of adverts coming on up to New Year saying, try something new this next year. Whatever it might be, they kind of give you a few suggestions in the ads, but try something new. I want to say, let's try something new with God. Let's go for God in a way like we've never done before. Let's pursue him like we've not done before. Let's see what God might do for us this next year. Because I think it's going to be exciting. I don't know if you've set yourself some goals for this coming year. If you thought, these are the things I'd like to see, I'd like to achieve, I'd like to see happen this year. I don't know if you've done that. I know it's good to have some goal rather than just go aimlessly for something or kind of just live day to day. I think it's good to have something to look forward to. And this morning, I'm going to share with you a prophetic word that we were given back in November. And I want to speak into that a little bit. But before I get to that, I just really in line with what's already been said. When I got up this morning early, it was freezing cold. The heating hadn't come on in the house yet. It was really cold. Um, but I was just praying and seeking God, and God just took me to this passage, and it fits right in with everything that's been said so far this morning. So can, I'm just going to ask you, can you just shut your eyes a moment? It's just, this is the word of the Lord, and I just want you to hear this now, and, and just receive this into your heart. Choose right now to whatever I'm going to read. This is from Scripture, so it's not something else. Just what I read, I just want you to receive it into your spirit. As I speak it out. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'm going to repeat it. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. 
I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now I know there's many of you in this room, you need to hear that this morning. And you need to receive that into your heart and into your spirit. And I'm just going to pray over you right now. And if you know you need to do that, I just want you to reach out to God right now. Either you do that, just saying yes, agreement with the word of God. It's reaching out to him, putting out your hands to him, whatever you want to do. But I want to encourage you now. If you need to receive this into your spirit, receive it. So come, Holy Spirit, I pray. Now would you take your word and would you apply it into hearts that need to hear it this morning? Not just for today, not just for this moment in time. God, I want to pray now, Lord, for this year, at the start of this year, for this year there are people who are already living in fear and need to be released. There are people who need to hear your comfort right now. They need to hear that you are with them. They need to hear that you will uphold them and you will strengthen them. And God, I pray right now by the Spirit, would you apply it into their hearts and into their lives to the glory of your name. Lord, I want to pray for the fruit of your word to be worked out in their lives in the coming days. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I know that I can... The danger about being a church leader is you know a lot about people's situations and lives and perhaps some of the circumstances and things they're going through. And I'm always really cautious about being prophetic when I know too much because it can be speaking out of my knowledge rather than out of what God says. And, and so I know a number of situations, but I also don't know some situations this morning. But I know that is the word of God for some of you right at the start of this year. And uh, God will just speak it into your lives. Okay, so back in November, we were together at a regional leaders uh, meeting. We have a uh, 24 hours hub together where we gather with other apostolic spheres, uh, well, hubs within our apostolic sphere from around the country, particularly from Wales, South Wales, and from Worcester area. And we get together. And during that time, we have some teaching, we spend some time, we build relationships, but we give time to worship and just meeting with God, seeking God, and hearing the prophetic. And um, really helpful that um, right at the start of that time of just the prophetic, God spoke to Church in the Peak. And there was a number of us there, but God just picked, uh, just picked us out, spoke very clear, and it was so clearly for us, right in line with where we are and where we're going. And so I want to share that with you this morning. I'm not going to share everything because there's some things in it, that are just for us as leaders to work through and not necessarily for the whole church. And I think that's something, our responsibility. But I want to share with you the core of that kind of word. So could you just put the first slide up? <clears throat> so this is Andy Davis. Some of you may not know him or may have heard of him or come across him. But Andrew Davis was in Manchester and he served as apostolically for a number of years before moving to Wales. And he said... He started off by saying, usually when you get a book, you come to the end of a chapter. Before you start a new chapter, there's this blank page. You get a blank page with nothing on it, and then there's the next chapter. And he kind of said to us that there's this, uh, the chapter has ended. It's been the end of one chapter. Part of your story is written, and it's come to an end now. And there's this blank page before you begin to write your, his, your future history. And in that moment, 
where we are with this blank page, God wants to speak to us. And God wants to reveal things in that moment. So we, it's kind of felt like, I, I think I, it helped me when I heard it, because I thought, actually, that feels like where we've been. We've come to the end of something, and we're on this blank piece of paper, and we are looking forward into what's to come. And so I found that really helpful. And if you could just put the next slide up. And then he went on, he said, there's a lot of history that's gone before that was good, but at this moment, you have a moment to dream about what you want to do in the Peak District. And it is the Peak District. So often, we have gone for nation, nation, nation. God says, actually, at this moment, dream about the Peak District. Excellent, one's with me. Really good. I... And I find that really helpful. I mean, that's not to say that we should look, stop doing what we're doing in the nations. But for this moment in time, I feel God saying to us, you've got a blank page. It's time to dream. What do you want to write? What is your story going to be for the future? You've got an opportunity to dream about what you, God wants to do and what you want to see in the Peak District. And since we got this, we've been meeting with our wider leaders. We've, we're praying together. We're asking God... What is it you've got for us? What is the way you're leading us forward? You see, these things already we know we want to see. It's not like we've nothing, because we have. And we, we all want to see people, uh, the people of God knowing who they are, and uh, knowing what it is they carry, what God's given them. We want people to know that. We want people to come into the fullness of who God's made them to be, knowing the love of the Father, Knowing the goodness of the Father, knowing who they are and what, they, what they, they bring and what God's given them. We want that. We want to see the goodness of God manifest in each of everyone's lives within the church. We want to see the gospel bearing fruit all over the peaks. We want to see people set free from addiction and, and oppression. We want to see the kingdom of God advance and his rule and reign in every area of society across the Peak District. We want to see breakthrough in miraculous signs and wonders, don't we? Those are things I think we can easily say, they're things we want to dream about. They're things we want to see. They're what we've been praying about for years, looking to God for. It's not that we haven't got something. We haven't got a basis or somewhere to start from. Because we've got 30 years of history of where God's led us to. We've got a foundation that's already been laid We've got a foundation that God's already set in place that we can build upon for the future. So these are just a few things to mention. So what will you dream? What is it that you want to dream for the Peak Districts? For the, for, for the communities right across this area? There's things I've been dreaming about, things I've been praying about, things I've been looking to. I know others have as well. And there may be some similar and some different. But together, this is not about a leadership team leading a group of people blindly into something. This is about hearing God, dreaming dreams, and writing our future history of what God wants to do. We're committed to the nations. We have no problem with that. We're going to continue our work into Turkey and into supporting things in India, those things still stand. But actually, for this moment, I just feel that, that sincerity of God saying, 
Focus on the peace for this moment in time. It's not about looking elsewhere. It's about focusing here. What is God doing? And um, things on my heart. I want to see, I'll, I'll, I'll say it out. I want to see multi-site church across the Peak District. Yes. I want to see God do something. Actually, in every community of the Peak District, we have spirit-filled Christian community. Yes. Gathering. Bringing in others to salvation. That would be my dream. Part of my dream. Of what I want to see. Right across the Peak District. Now, to make that happen, we need resources. To make that happen, we need people living in those parts of the Peak District. We need leaders, workers, who can resource that, who can dream that and live it out where they are. I mean, it'd be nice if I could afford to, to go and live in every community for a period of time and set something right around the Peak District. I can't afford to even get out of Chesterfield at the moment. Not a thing on the property market I can afford the moment. So I'm looking to God, saying, God, I want to get into the Peak District because I want, to, I want to do something. So I'm praying. I'm praying about this. And Sally's as well, actually, that actually we get into the Peak District, that we can find a house here. Now, we have criteria. Of course you do. You can't live in the Peak District if you don't have a house with a view. <laughs> it's pointless. Why would you choose to live in the Peak District if you don't get a view? So... That's our number one criteria, is God, we're looking for a house with a view. Because we don't want to live in the Peak District without one. So, you can pray that for us. God, please provide us a house with a view. That's our first criteria, really. And number one, top of the list, is that. But I want to say, you know, I want to see God do something. I want to see some breakthroughs. We have toiled and prayed and worked and served in the Peak District for years. It's time for breakthrough. It's time to see a multiplication of salvation. It's time to see a breakthrough in the miraculous. It's time to see multi-site church established right across the Peak District. So I want to stir you to dream. I want to stir you to think, what is it? Pray, get before God. God, give me some dreams in the night of what your plans and purposes are. And how can I be involved in it? How can I serve it? How can I give fully to this? You see, the thing about God is, he doesn't give you dreams to dream that you absolutely hate. Because he's a good God. So he'll give you dreams that actually fire you up and stir you up and get you excited and enthused and want to get involved and do something. Because otherwise it'll be a nightmare. That's the alternative. If it's something you don't want to do, really don't want to do it, it'll be a nightmare. And that's the alternative to a dream, is having a nightmare. So God wants to give you a dream that will stir your heart and fill you with passion and desire for the purpose of God. So I want to I challenge you to go away and pray and stir yourself. God, give me some dreams. Now, God gives me dreams sometimes, and I know I don't dream very often. And if I do dream, it's usually because God wants to reveal something to me and show me something or about either myself, my situation, or somebody else. I don't dream very often. It's interesting, actually, I dream more when I'm, a, when I'm speaking away than I do actually here at home church. And uh, particularly when I've been in India, numerous times I've had different dreams when I've been in India speaking. God's shown me things. And do, I do wonder sometimes, is it the only way God can get my attention? Because my mind's full of all the stuff, so actually he gets my attention when I'm subconscious. 
And he gets in there. But I want to encourage us. I want to challenge us. What will you dream? What is it, even from today, even, from, even tonight maybe, what will you dream for the future? And we talked about promises. And uh, Isaiah 41, verse 16 to 18. This is a promise that we had right at the start of Church in the Peak, right at the beginning. And you shall rejoice in the Lord, in the, in the Holy One of Israel, you shall glory. When the poor and needy seek for water, and there is none, and their tongue is parched with thirst, I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers on the barren heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. You see, that was the promise that God gave to Church in the Peak when it when was first founded. That promise still stands because it's yet to be fulfilled. God hasn't changed the plan. He hasn't withdrawn his promise the promise still stands and it's as sure today as it was when it was first given 30 odd years ago. But actually, the thing is, we get to be the ones that see it happen and see it come back. We get to be the ones that are involved in it. We can actually uh, be involved such that we can bring it about. Because God chooses men to bring things about through. It's God doing the work, but he chooses us to do it through. And I want to encourage that actually, God is still going to fulfill that. Now, what that actually looks like I don't think any one of us at this point could actually say, well, it looks like this, and it's going to be that, and that's going to happen. But that's where the dreaming comes in. That's where we dream. Because actually, how will you fulfill this, God? Show us. Give us divine revelation through dreams. How will you do this? So I want to encourage you in that. And interestingly, I've been reading, uh, I use the... uh, The Bible app to um, just to help me do a, do reading plans and things and uh, reading one uh, reading plan this uh, last uh, just before Christmas. Uh, Bill Johnson did one on the goodness of God. Recommend it. It's really good. Very simple, straightforward, simple truth, easy to get hold of. But his last day is this. He says this: things are about to change. The greatest harvest of souls of all time is about to come in. And it won't come about because of our advanced skills in preaching, thankfully, our use of media, or even our our powerful music. Each of those areas are important, but they do not exist unto themselves. They are important in that they are vehicles that carry the greatest revelation of all time. God is good, and he is a perfect father. That's what God wants this world to know. He is good and a perfect father. And the world out there, the most fatherless generation we've ever known in history is out there. And they need to know. They need to know he is good. He is good. And I, mean, I was excited around that because I think things are about to change. I want some change. I want to see some change in our nation. I want to see some change right here and across the peaks. 
I want to see change. I want to see the greatest harvest of souls come in. I want to be here for revival. We pray for revival on a Friday morning, a Friday morning prayer meeting. It's very much we center around praying for revival, seeking God, asking God. We want to see the kingdom of God break in and change things. But it starts with changing us. Revival starts in the church. Starts by us having fresh revelation of who God is. Starts by us recognizing who we are. Starts by us recognizing what God's called us to and gifted us in doing and then getting on and doing it under the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's what it's about. And that's why we're on this journey of God doing that and preparing us for what's to come. Okay, so in light of that, this week we're going to kind of start tomorrow a week of prayer. We encourage you to join in with us across the church. I've done a prayer sheet. I'm going to pass around. I encourage you, and it's all actually tied into this prophetic word. And so I encourage you, five days of praying, something to help you just to guide your prayer. And uh, next Sunday night, we're going to have a prayer meeting. We're going to meet at LifeWorks Hub on Chesterfield Road. And we're going to pray from uh, 7 till 8.30. Just give ourselves to praying God, give us some dreams. God, give us clarity, understanding. You speak your word over us and into us that we might go and do it. So I want to encourage you. There'll be one of these. We'll get these passed around. If I just split them up a bit. So if you take one. Take one there. And pass one around there. Can we have the next slide? So the word went on. What is it that God has given to you to do right here, right now, in this community, and who has God given you? You see, the thing about this is, you've got to include yourself in it. Who has God given you? He's given you you. He's given me. We're in this together. This is not something about somebody else doing it. It's about us together. God has given us us. God has placed us together. It's interesting. Church is interesting. Most people join something because they're like-minded in something. We join because we're like-minded in Christ. And it's not always the people that you always would choose to get on with or associate with or socialise with. But God's put us together because we're God's people. And we're here for purpose. We're here for destiny that God's putting in us. So God's given us each one. And so actually we need to strengthen one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to build one another up. We need to stand with one another and support one another. We need to encourage one another in our gifts and our abilities. That actually what God has planned and purposed includes us. And we do it. And we work together in doing that. So what is it right now? Well, there's lots of things we already have going on in the church got lots of stuff happening. We, we're a busy church. You look at our church calendar. For the size of church we are, we're doing as much as some churches two, three times the size we are. We're doing a lot as a church, and that's great, because it's what God's already given us to do. We're already touching areas of society in the Peak District through our social action. And we want to do more. And we want to have more impact into this area than we currently have. And that's the bits we need to dream about. Or those bits. But there's also, I believe, there's things God wants to add to us. It's not that we are sufficient in everything that we are. 
There's still more for us. Still more that God will add to us in terms of people. God will add more to us in terms of gifting. God will add more to us in terms of resources to be able to fulfill what God's calling us to do. And we need to pray that in. It just doesn't come by passively waiting for it. We pray it into being. We seek God. We ask God. We ask for his leadership. We ask for his direction. And we ask him to bring it to us and into us and, build, and do it from within as well as bring from without. So I want to encourage us that our praying has to be asking for God in this. As we've heard, God is with us. And it's interesting that when we, as we're going through this series of, uh, with the children of Israel, as they've come out of Egypt and on the journey to the promised land, which is where we're going, because this is our promised land. I don't know if you quite call that yet, but our promised land is the Peak District and beyond, because God's spoken about the and beyond. But this is our promised land, and we're on a journey. But so often, frequently, along the journey, God says to the children of Israel, reminding them, I am with you. And God will say to us again, I'm with you. I'm with you in this. This is not something I'm asking you to do and I'm distant from it. I'm right with you. I'm right in the midst with you on the journey. And the amazing thing is God will grant us success in it. He will. We will be successful in doing what God's calling us to do. Hence why we have a building. And that leads me on to the last slide. Just put slide four up. And he said this, I see a picture of an empty warehouse. It's in bits and it's being filled. It's for a season. Fill it for the big picture. The big picture. The big picture is the Peak District. It's not Matlock. It's not just this bit. And even uh, when we got that building, I heard a few rumours around. said, oh, we've, you've got to build it. You're a Matlock church now because you've got a building in Matlock. No, we're not. We're a church for the Peak District. We just happened to meet in Matlock in a building there. That God's given. But he's given it as for the big picture. And I thought it was interesting when it says fill it for the big picture. And we need to pray that into being. We will have a 200 seater building. When it's done. And part of that is actually we want you to be able to see it. And can we do, put some pictures up? We've taken some pictures of uh, the progress so far. Not that. It's not there yet. <laughs> That's still the dream. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, do you want to just talk it through? You know more than me. <laughs> so I'll talk as they uh, go up. So on the left, that's the baptistry. It's going to be in the middle of the main room. That's in and getting filled in. It's a nice size. And on the right, you can see they're starting to take out all the, all the side windows of the main space. So a lot of the pictures you'll see will be much more on the main area because it's clear to see a lot more of the changes. Uh, so we're going to the next slide. Um, this is the main space. Um, so this is the back room, which was kind of the food bank or the treasure tot. So when you came in from the foyer, it was the room on the left. The wall was now being taken out. Um, two walls have been taken out, so it's much bigger, and it's all part of the big main auditorium space now. So next one. So this is looking from the back of that room just now, looking through where the wall has been taken out and there's a new metal pillar that has gone in and you can see the ceiling has all come out, the floor has been raised up so it's, it will be level right the way through and you can see it's just a, a much bigger space 
it's quite exciting when you stand in there because it's even bigger than you kind of think it it will it was and that's again that's from the the steps you know those lovely steps with the railing the railing's still there but it will be going and that's just looking through to the far side again you can see the the height with the ceiling and the and the floor in there the builders are having fun and that's a slightly weird kind of panoramic shot it's slightly curved but again from the back looking through to the to the front and go through the ladies toilets <laughs> it's finished no <laughs> we're going you know continental <laughs> no they've been taken all out and they start you know again they're just doing all the demolition work in then to start recreating space so next one this is so this is, we've taken out a bit of wall that goes through into, um, to enlarge the kitchen, so the kitchen's going to be a bit of an L-shaped space. So that's uh, the first bit you see, that's where the, all the uh, coffee was served, and then we've taken out the wall in the corner, so it's going to be a reasonable size kind of kitchen area. So this was um, the prayer room, where the treasure tots were at the end and the, and the storeroom. So it's the room on the left as you go, went down the main corridor um, towards the kids' zone at the end. So they've taken the wall down. It's, it's such a lovely space. Bright, warm, and um, quite spacious. And the picture on the right is we're starting to put the, the, the ceiling wooding it, cladding in so that then at the moment they're just running the electrics in. So they're starting to put all the infrastructure in now they've done all the big mess and that's what it would look like at the end yep brilliant thank you so God set before us a challenge to fill it for the big picture we're going to have a great space now we want you to be engaged not just by pictures with what's happening so we want you to be able to see it so in a month's time, on February the 10th, we are organising a Saturday morning where you'll be able to go down and see the progress to date. At that point, you'll get a guided tour around in groups. Uh, probably between 9.30 and 12.30, we'll set up groups and you'll be able to go around and see where we're at and see what's happening. Now, as with all building projects, they very often go over budget. And... It's true for us. Uh, we will need some additional funding. And also, what we didn't include in the initial uh, request for money when we had the gift day last year was the, was the fit-out for all the furniture and the fiction fittings, things that we, if we left, we would take with us. And so, we are going to go for another gift day in the early March and uh, that we need to, we'll give you the, a more detailed figure of what we need nearer the time. Uh, but we really do want to really do this well. Because actually, actually, on the back of the prophetic, we want to fill this for the big picture. And we want to do it well. And we want to do it to the glory of God. And it's not about the building in itself, but actually it serves the purposes of God for what God's calling us to do. And so I want to encourage us and say we... We, we will need a bit more money, but actually we want to do this really well. We've done Unit 13, as, as well as 
uh, we're going to go for another gift day. But as well as that, we are pursuing grants as well. So we're pursuing grants for the kitchen. We're pursuing grants to, towards costs that we've already incurred for setting up Unit 13. And we've got a small group are looking at that and working on getting some grants as well and applying for grants. So I want to encourage you, it's not all just from within. We're looking elsewhere for funding as well for what we're doing because there is grants out there particularly for what we do in terms of our social action there's lots of funding out there that we can tap into and we're going for that as well so do pray that God opens that up to us and that we get grants as well uh, quite easily as well because uh, we've had some uh, instruction and help from people outside who are good at doing grants and actually a charity up in Buxton that is fully grant funded they don't don't get money from anywhere else the grants pay for it year on year and he's just helped us a lot and given us some direction how we can tap into some of these grants as well so I really want to encourage you that actually it's about a big picture so it was interesting because Andy knew nothing about the building hasn't seen the building didn't know that was used to be a warehouse and he had this prophetic sense that I see this building I fill it for the big picture so we need to pray God fill it we can seat 200 we need to fill it and one thing we're looking to do, we want our first Sunday in that place, we want to use the baptistry on the first Sunday. We've got one, we want to use it. We've already got somebody who said, can I be baptised? So if you haven't been baptised, we want to say to you, here's an opportunity. On that first Sunday we are in there, we're going to have a baptismal service. We are going to celebrate all God's goodness as we move in that, as we go back. So I want to encourage you in that. So, I need to summarise because time's gone. I did say to the guys, I'll probably need about 20 minutes. About. about. Okay. So, in conclusion, I want to read this from Joshua 23, verse 14. And this is kind of the end of Joshua's life, the end of their history of uh, taking the land. And it says, And now I am about to go away, uh, go the way of the earth. So, he's about to die. And you know in your hearts and souls, all of you, that not one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one of them has failed. So I'll read that again. You know in your hearts and souls, all of you, that not one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one of them has failed. Now that's a faithful good God. And he would say that to us. It will be true for us. And I hope the day I die, I can say God was faithful to every word he said and promised. I know he will be. And he will be for this church. And he will be for our future. And I want to encourage us to take hold of the prophetic. Let's say it's in that prayer sheet. I've broken it down into bits to pray through over this next week. Let's get before God. Let's see the face of God. Let's get in tune with him. And when we come together to praise and worship and pray, let's hear what God's got to say to us. Let's even hear some of the dreams God's been speaking. And uh, let's press forward into 2018 with an expectation of what God's going to do. Because God's got good things for us. So, let's pray, shall we? Let's stand together.
We honour you, King Jesus. You're the Lord of all. We thank you, the Lord of this church. We thank you that you've called us together for purpose. God, you, uh, you set before us a, a path to walk on. We thank you, God, that you have set before us the Peak District to take as our inheritance, Lord, and we want to take it. Lord, we want to be those that will take, go into the land and possess it, just as the children of Israel did in their promised land. This is for us, Lord, and I thank you, God. And we want to pray that over this next few weeks and months, you will continue to speak to us. You will lead us. You will direct us. God, I pray you will excite us. You'll cause passion to stir within our hearts. Lord, I want to pray, God, that you will come to us and you'll meet with us in dreams and visions. God, I want to pray you'll stir everyone. Lord, I pray that there'll be no one on the fringe of what you're doing here. But God, I pray for us together with one heart, we'll move forward as a church into the, pl- into the purposes of God that you've planned for us. So God, I thank you for this group of people that you've put here in Church in the Peak. We thank you for the vision you've set before us. We thank you for that building you've given us. Lord, we pray for every bit of finance we need to come in, Lord. I pray, God, that you'll meet all our financial needs. Lord, I pray that you'll meet all our spiritual needs. Lord, I want to pray, God, that you'll meet all our physical needs, Lord God. In this time, we pray that, Lord, there will be the outbreak of the miraculous even amongst us right now. Father God, we will see your gracious hand upon us during this time and this season. Lord, we thank you. You have spoken clearly about this season. A time to dream. Lord, a time to fill this building for the big picture. A time to concentrate on the Peak District. I pray, God, help us to hear the word of the Lord today. And to treasure it in our heart and pursue it in prayer and in action, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.